Hello, everybody, and welcome to this Wednesday edition of the Logan Blackman Show here on the Stanwood Drive podcast. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good title. We got this down because we were so used to saying the basement podcast, but we're not in the basement anymore. We are on the Stanwood Drive, not these. Well, I guess yeah, these the Stanwood Drive, where we are recording today's Wednesday edition of the Logan Blackman Show. I'm so sorry about missing the show yesterday. I won't do it again. It was I didn't mean. Well, I'll probably do it again, but. I'm sorry, we got really busy yesterday, so if you did not know, if you or you didn't listen to yesterday's show, or Sunday, Monday's show, because again, we didn't have a show on Tuesday, Monday's show, you would know that I started a new radio gig up here in the Cedar Valley area. Now, it's 1650 The Fan with Bear. We did our first show on Monday. We had a special guest in the name of, uh, you might have heard of him, uh, Coach Mark Farley of the UNI Panthers. Which is kind of funny because the first guest I had to call, or one of the first guests that I had to call on 1540 with Gary Rima and John Leo was Mark Farley, head coach of the UNI Panthers for football, if you did not know that. Which I don't know if you, how I don't know how you wouldn't know that, but he is the head coach for the UNI Panthers football team. And he was our first guest and it was only an hour show. It went by super fast. I think my show goes fast. It goes even faster when you have ads every 15 minutes. Good Lord, it felt like we were sprinting through it. It took, it was no time at all, and we were done with the show. Now, my show, of course, is only an hour long. I think the last one was about 51 minutes or something like that. It's not crazy long, but with ads, it just, it just makes it feel so much shorter. Which talking time it is, you're only getting about like 45 minutes of talking time in. Maybe a little more. I'll give it probably 50 minutes of talking time. But, goodness gracious. I haven't taken a break on the Logan Blackman show in forever. We did it when the two-hour show. With the one-hour show, we just go, we pound out the hour. We never, we haven't taken a break on the one-hour show. So, with that being said, let's take a quick break here. I will be back to you really soon. <laughs> gotcha. You thought I was going to take a break. Well, that's not like the Logan Blackman show, where we do not take breaks for an hour long show because against the podcast we don't have any sponsors we don't really have any, pay, any way to pay the bills in regards to the podcast so we are sitting here in my bedroom in stanwood drive in cedar falls iowa talking to you guys on this i'm guessing beautiful wednesday edition of the logan blackman show now if it's anything like tuesday which is where i'm sitting right now absolutely perfect day for tuesday logan blackman and his roommate steven williams who is in well, I guess he's technically in two of the Logan Blackman Show YouTube videos, which I would recommend you go and subscribe to the YouTube channel. He's in the Stay Informed one, barely. And he's even barely in it, le- barely in it even even more. He's barely in it even more, even less. Which one is it? One of those two things. He's barely in it in the second video too, the Now on Spotify one. I think the other video is called We're Back. I titled it Stay Informed in the title thing. I, I don't know. I was... I don't know what I was thinking for that one. I was like, oh, yeah, let's call it We're Back, but then put Stay Informed in one thing. I think I had a little brain fart or something with that, which was very unfortunate because I call the video Stay Informed, even though the actual title of the video is not Stayed Informed. But Steven is in both of the videos. He wasn't acting in the second video. He was at the end of the video. I just threw in a little clip of him sleeping during, I think, the national championship game between LSU and Clemson. But I'm not 100% sure. I think that was the... I think that's where I got that video from of me recording him in that. And sadly, 
<sighs> there probably won't be any college football this year. Big Ten just announced they're canceling the season and moving to spring, hopefully to spring. Again, can't stress the hopefulness of this enough. And same with the Pac-12, but the SEC and the Big 12 are trying to prolong things. Now, the Pac-12, they also canned all fall sports, not just football. Going all the, They're going to wait till 2021 to get any, any, any sports in. It's going to make it interesting, which would be a very, which would be a, a real shame if the Big Ten does that as well and Iowa can't find a new conference for this season because Iowa in basketball this year, there's a lot of people that are picking them as dark horses to actually win the whole thing. This, this would be the year that happens though, right? 2020, the year where everything goes bad and then Iowa, the one year they actually have a competent basketball team that looks like they can make it far in the tournament. The year's over. <laughs> We're canceling everything. And I, I heard, we talked about this yesterday on Cole and Company, which again, you can listen to from five to six on 1650, The Fan. You can also listen to it on the podcast as well, which I'll tweet out after every single show, much like I do with this. And you can listen to it on a live stream on 1650thefan.com to listen to, listen to wherever you are for that. But he, he brought up before the show started that Scott Frost, head coach on the Nebraska Cornhuskers football team, Came out and said that players are safer on campus with their with the team and their controlled environments with the team than they are going out in the random public just with random students and all of that kind of stuff, all that jazz. And he's 100% right. Nick Saban said the exact same thing. I retweeted it on the, the Logan Blackman Show Twitter account. Let me just pull up the tweet real quick so I can remember exactly what the Alabama Crimson Tide head coach said about this whole COVID-19 situation. He said, I know I'll be criticized no matter what I say. That I don't care about players say that they no matter what okay. Let's restart that. <laughs> I know I'll be criticized no matter what I say. That I don't care about player safety. Look, players are a lot safer with us than they are running around at home, which is hundred percent true. They gotta be in a controlled environment. And yeah. There's a lot of people that really <laughs> want college football to play. The players want to play Justin Fields, quarterback for Ohio State, one of the top five picks. Or top, let's go top 10. Top 5 might be a little stretch, but top 10 guaranteed. Just tweeted out SMH after this. Trevor Lawrence has been tweeting out stuff. A lot of players have been tweeting a lot of things. And there's been rumors of teams joining other conferences. So today was the official word that the Big Ten was canceling college football season. And pushing it, hopefully, again, hopefully till spring. So there's been this rumor. The two teams that voted to stay are, of course, none other than the Iowa Hawkeyes and the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Iowa and Nebraska, there has been rumors that they would join the Big 12 for this season, which means Iowa and Iowa State wouldn't have to be canned for this season. And it'd be very interesting, Nebraska obviously going back to the Big 12, where they were before they came to the illustrious conference known as the Big 10. I want to see how Iowa's style of football and Oklahoma, Texas Tech, and all these Baylor all these other schools, how their styles conflict with Iowa's. Iowa, and I'm saying this as a lifelong Iowa fan, Iowa offense is, it's not really ever been the most exciting thing ever, has it? Very straightforward power run offense, pretty much. I formations, play action passes, pass to the tight end. Not a lot of fast-paced movement in this offense. It's consistency. For 25 years or however long Kirk's been here, it's been the same thing. Now you got offenses like Oklahoma where air raid. You got Texas Tech. You got Oklahoma, Texas a few years ago with Mahomes versus Mayfield. Where it's like, what? 60-something to 50-something? 
You don't get that in the Big Ten. You had an Iowa versus Rutgers game a few years ago was 14 to nothing. Now I'm I'm intrigued to see what a team like Iowa and a much more physical conference, I'm not going to say much better conference. I think the Big Ten is a top two conference in college football right next to the SEC. But I'm not going to say it's harder because it's totally just totally different styles of football. Big 12 does not focus anything on defense, really. The Big 12 is notoriously bad at defense. Just how the way it is. Like Oklahoma will go to the college football playoff every single year, but have like one of the worst defenses in all of college football, including the lower league conferences. Now, Oklahoma and all these other Big 12 teams will have the odd defensive player be really, really good. But most of the time, the Big 12 is not necessarily the strongest defensively. Big 10 is a lot more, has a lot better defensively than that the Big 12. I think even the most diehard Big 12 fan would agree to that. When they have a scoreboard that reads 21 to 24, they're like, oh, the Big 12 doesn't play defense. That's still a 20-point game for each team. Ah, we don't play defense. It wasn't 50-something this time. Oh, yeah, you got me there. You got me there. But you just don't see those kind of scorelines in the Big Ten, usually. It's usually a one-way road when someone scores above 50 points. One-way traffic, whatever you want to call it. You don't usually see both teams. There's very rare times you'll see a game between Wisconsin and Minnesota that goes 55-63 to or whatever the final score was the OU-Texas Tech game a few years ago. Rarely you'll see that. You'll rarely see that. But, you know what? It's all speculation at this point. There's no real... It doesn't, it's again, just all speculation. I'm going to stress that enough. This is nothing confirmed. This is all just people daydreaming about college football. Because we talked about this on Monday. College football is, means a lot more to people, in my experience, at least in Iowa and other states that don't have pro football, than the NFL. Because not every state has an NFL team. Every state has a college football team, at least to my knowledge. Maybe, does Alaska have college football <laughs> Who do they play? Who does the Alaska teams play? They have to have college football, right? Okay. Every state, barring Alaska, because we don't know, <laughs> has college football. It just means a lot coming from that area, coming from that state. Like Iowa, we have three divi- or four division. I almost forgot about Drake. Four Division One football programs. California has a crap ton of Division One programs at all different levels. You have Pac-12 teams, Mountain West teams. You have all different levels there. San Diego. Down in the Pioneer Football League and FCS. College football means a lot to people. You have stadiums that selling out at 100,000 people. Nebraska's had, quote, what? what is their weird number of sellouts in a row when it's, I don't know. They have some weird record of sellouts, according to themselves. But yes, Nebraska, Iowa, no matter how bad these teams are, they'll always have a packed house. Iowa State's been bad for a very long time, and they've had a very good fan support. Iowa State fans, as annoying as they are, do have a very loyal and very passionate fan base, which can be annoying at times, but every fan base to another fan base is extremely annoying. Not every fan there's not every fan base is universally loved by every other fan base. There's always at least one that despises the other thing. That's the beauty about college football. There's like a, a nice hatred. For everybody. <laughs> no one really loves everybody. There's there's times where you'll get teams in the NFL like, oh man, these fans are awesome. Like Bill's Mafia fans, they're awesome. That's obviously coming from 
someone that's been to Buffalo Bills game, numerous Bills games, not going to this year, obviously, because no fans will be allowed at this NFL games, is as what it seems like right now. Be like, oh man, Bills Mafia's got great fans. Even Patriots fan Dave Portnoy for Barstool Sports goes to Buffalo and hangs out with Bills Mafia or has hung out with Bills Mafia. I don't think if you got the most die and Bill Dave Portnoy, diehard Patriots fan from Boston, big Boston guy. I don't think if you got someone from say the University of Iowa. Let's just use John Leo, my my good friend John Leo from fifteen forty on press row. R.I.P. on press row. Let's say you get John. Diehard Iowa fan. Goes to Iowa State tailgates. I would give John about five minutes before he starts yelling at somebody. <laughs> and I think even John would agree to that. <laughs> I don't th- you got, I don't think a lot of Iowa fans would say a lot of nice things about Iowa State and vice versa. I don't think a lot of Auburn fans would say a lot of nice things about Alabama fans. I don't think a lot of Michigan fans would say a lot of nice things about Ohio State fans or Michigan State fans. I don't think Wisconsin fans have anything nice to say about Minnesota fans. Again, like, the hatred and love for these, the, the the feeling of passion for these teams is unrivaled with that of the NFL. NFL, with your team's bad, you can see teams, people leaving and low attendances and all that stuff. Like, you look at Cleveland Browns Stadium a few years ago, how bad they were with back-to-back seasons of, well, I guess not back-to-back, but had one season one win, one season with no wins. They were struggling for fans. Iowa had a season where they went 4-8 and eight in James Vandenberg's senior season. I didn't see any real difference in crowd size going to Iowa games that year. And that was an abysmal year for Iowa football. I didn't see anything wrong with you, uh, Iowa State fans going to games when they were finishing 3-9 and nine every other year. College football is different. So when you're telling people there's no college football this season, or some conferences are canceling college football, your your brain is going to want to think that, yes, Iowa will join the Big 12. Yes, they will do that. I am 100% confident they will join it. But will they actually? Chris Hassel, uh, former WHO 13 back in Des Moines, for Iowa graduate, now at CBS Sports. He said, make the Big 12 whole again. Now, the, if you didn't know, the Big 12 has 10 teams. Don't make a lot of sense. There was a time where the Big 10 had 11 teams, but the Big 10's logo was really cool because it said Big 10, but it had an 11 in it, which was kind of a nice little Easter egg there. Now the Big 10 has 14, and now it's just all over the place. When can we just have conferences back to the number of teams they always have had it? And with Missouri and Texas A&M left for the SEC, which is still weird to think that those two schools are SEC schools. Especially Missouri. Texas Tech. Or Texas A&M with other Texas schools. We got Texas. Texas Tech. Baylor. TCU. All in the Big 12. Texas A&M is now in uh, the SEC. And it was cool for the first few years with uh, Texas A&M and Missouri. Going to the Big 12. Or SEC. They had great Missouri went to -to back-to-back SEC championship games. Texas A&M increased their stadium capacity by I think 30,000. And we're challenging the likes of Alabama. Now neither one of those teams are really doing anything. Texas A&M's just bang average and Missouri's just Missouri. But make the Big 12 whole again. So it's got all the teams in the Big 12. So those of you who don't know, Oklahoma State, Kansas State, Iowa State, Texas, Texas Tech, Baylor, West Virginia, Kansas, TCU, and Oklahoma. Adding in the rumored Nebraska and Iowa, making it 12. 
So I don't know if this will actually happen. Of course, it's a pipe dream because Iowa fans, again, I've been an Iowa fan my entire life. My grandpa Roger threw an Iowa shirt on me when I was born. Iowa fans are extremely passionate. Iowa fans can be very unforgiving at times, to their, especially their starting quarterbacks. I think every Iowa fan can agree on that. The only thing, the only quarterback we agree on is absolutely atrocious is Jake Christensen. I think everybody can absolutely agree on that, that Jake Christensen is the worst quarterback to play at the University of Iowa. I don't think there's a lot of competition there. And I was there when fans were booing Drew Tate for this guy. One of the greatest quarterbacks of not of Iowa football history, not just the 21st century, history we're booing him to put out the worst quarterback in Iowa history in my mind in my weird mind my top three quarterbacks in Iowa history are Chuck Long and then you'd have to argue with me if Stanzi or Tate for number two and three those two are the top three those that doesn't make three those three are the top three don't care what order Chuck Long is obviously number one Stanzi Tate go up there as well and then Bethard has to go up there as well Brad Banks up there Stanley statistically yeah has to be mentioned up there but one of the more frustrating quarterbacks in Iowa football history statistically put up really solid numbers barring completion percentage which isn't which is starting to fade in importance as we get uh, as the NFL evolves more and more Stanley's is not Stanley's just the least mobile quarterback I've ever seen in my entire life most awkward looking quarterback ever most insanely in inconsistent arm I've ever seen in my entire life Ridiculous. Stanzi had Stanzi time. Tate was tough as nails. Same with Bethard. Chuck Long was the quarterback for some of the greatest years in Iowa football history. Same with Stanzi and Bethard as well. Brad Banks as well, but he was only there for, played for one year at Iowa. Should have won the Heisman that year. Whatever. We move. But man, Iowa without football. I already feel bad for the UNI Panthers. This was the best UNI Panthers team. They've had since the Eric Sanders teams. For those of you who don't know, Eric Sanders, arguably to some, I think he is the greatest quarterback in UNI Panthers history. And for those of you who are arguing that Kurt Warner is one of the greatest quarterbacks in UNI Panthers history, shut up. It's like saying Tom Brady's one of the greatest Michigan quarterbacks ever. Tom Brady, though not great at Michigan, uh, he, actually, no, he still was really good at Michigan, has more of a say to be a great quarterback at Michigan than Kurt Warner does at UNI. Kurt Warner started one season at UNI. Kurt Warner is not one of the greatest quarterbacks in UNI Panthers history. Eric Sanders is. I think he is the greatest. I saw UNI Panthers football tweeted out a while ago about greatest quarterbacks in UNI Panther history, and Kurt Warner was on there. No, he he's not one of the greatest quarterbacks in UNI Panther history. Just because he's one of the NFL greats does not mean he's a Panther great. Because he's not. He's very mistreated here at UNI. I don't even know who the guy who started both him was, but he only started one year at UNI, which is a crying shame for how great he was in the NFL and all the great things he did in the NFL, all the records he has in the NFL. But yeah, this UNI team is going to be fun. The home schedule worked out perfectly. All their tough opponents are at home. The Unidome, if this was a normal year, UNI would have... Played Iowa extremely tough. I'm not going to say they would beat Iowa. I don't think that. But I think it would be very tough. Look what they did to Iowa State last year with nothing. They were expected to get trounced that game. And played a little style of what some would consider like backyard football. 
and brought that into Ames and took him to triple over. It was a triple overtime. I believe so. It was last year. Sorry. My memory's a little fuzzy on the whole thing. I was at a William Penn football game, real football. I was driving down there, so I can't, I didn't follow the UNI game and to its fullest extent that day. But you and I, I was going to be awesome. I, you and I, with all these tough teams, Weber State, North Dakota State, among others, we're going to be at home. The fans were going to be awesome. The Unidome was actually going to be packed. I already feel bad for the players because nobody goes to you and I games, sadly. Because I brought this up, I think, on the show before, but you people were raised Iowa and Iowa State fans. There's very rare times that someone is raised a you and I Panthers fan. And there's not many of those even up here in the Cedar Valley area. If I'm being 100% honest, there's not, there's not a lot of born and bred you and I Panther fans, which is sad. So when people go, oh, I can't understand why the stands aren't full. It's so, they're so good. Well, it's because of that. Even if you go to UNI, people that were raised Iowa or Iowa State fans are going to want to go to the Iowa State and Iowa games, which is unfair to UNI. I'm trying to grow my support for UNI and show my support for UNI. I gave a whole spiel to my roommates last year because or two years ago, my junior year, because we were going to go to the UNI-Iowa game. I said, we go to UNI. We have to cheer for UNI. And then I found myself that Saturday wearing an Iowa shirt because, again, I've been to a lot of Iowa games. I know how unforgiving Iowa fans can be <laughs> to away fans, even UNI fans, as my sister found out. So, yeah, I, I ended up going to Iowa, but I need to work on that. I want – I got to keep going for you, and I go to UNI. I've, I've got a lot of UNI stuff. I haven't bought anything Iowa in a while, and I haven't worn anything – Iowa on campus but I still cheer for Iowa and I gotta fix that I gotta start cheering for you and I a lot more I love you and I football I w- went to a crap ton of basketball games last year watch how awesome that team was hopefully their season going too because this team's gonna be amazing too adding Bowen Bowen Bourne to the team keeping AJ more off the ball Bowen Bourne being that true point guard could dish the ball to AJ Green which is the one thing the Panthers haven't had He's in a, in a while is a true point guard. And Bowen Bourne is that who can dish the ball to all the great players you and I has. AJ Green, friend of the show, Austin Fife, another one. Noah Carter's gonna be a really good player this year as well. Trey Burhouse still there. Sadly. Lost likes Isaiah Brown and Spencer Haldeman. But man, back to football. I hope they figure if the Big 12 plays. Will they? Will the Big Ten allow Iowa to go to the, the Big 12 for one season? Because it's different for, like, Notre Dame going to the ACC. Because Notre Dame's not in a conference. What would the implications be for Iowa if they left? Because I don't know if Iowa could – would they be allowed to leave for only one season? I don't know. I need, I need college football. I might go – I was telling my roommate Steven this earlier. I might go insane if there's no college football. If there's no football at all, this is going to be the hardest year. I was, I could make it. It was hard, but I could make it without baseball and without other summer sports. Without the, care less about the NBA because the Bulls suck. But I could do, I was fine without baseball. It made the show hard to do, but it made, made me flex my creativity a little bit. And show everybody how much I can ramble on random subjects like I'm doing right now. But I was I was fine, kind of, to a certain extent, not great. I missed the Cubs. I missed Cubs baseball. 
finally they're back. After that whole thing with the Cardinals, they're playing Cleveland and I, Jason Kipnis returned. I guess Anthony Rizzo was making fun of Kipnis pregame, walking around the stadium telling where they celebrated at. I missed hockey. Really missed. I'm happy for the Blackhawks because the Blackhawks beat the Houston Oilers to make it to the playoffs. Now they're playing the Vegas Golden Knights. And I made a bet with my old roommate from William Penn, Kevin Russler. If the Blackhawks beat the Knights, this is beat the Knights, he has to wear a Patrick Kane jersey, one of his least favorite players in the league, and post it on his Instagram. Because our sophomore year, I had to wear a Knights shirt for the entire day, and it was cold outside. I had to wear it over my sweatshirt. I looked like more of a dork than I usually do. And I had to post it on Instagram and put a caption on, nice caption, I couldn't say, I hate my life. So I did the same thing to Kevin, but Patrick Kane jersey. And he has to say something nice about Patrick Kane, or at least something nice about the Blackhawks. But if the Knights win, I just give him a Logan Blackman Show sweatshirt for free. So that's not like... I'd, I need the Hawks to win. And right now, the Hawks and Knights, they're actually playing right now. 0-0, we're about 10 minutes into the first period. About nine, we're nine minutes into the first period, 0-0. I've got the game up on my laptop right now. I also... Actually, no, we're going to get to that in a little bit because i got to keep going. i got to finish my tangent. I can't just end the thing right now. But sports are slowly coming back. So MLS is back. I really miss the MLS watching Sporting Kansas City. Thank the Lord there's a regular season coming up because I need more than just the MLS's back tournament, which ended tonight with Portland beating Orlando City. I was watching the game before I started the show. That's why I'm starting it. Well, I guess you don't know. I'm starting it. I started around 9.30. There was about... Five, ten minutes left in the Portland versus Orlando City game. Because I was like, I want to wait until this game's over. I was like, ah, I'm going to get too late and then I'm not going to want to do a show. Two to one was the final. Portland beats Orlando. Great game. Great game. Zuprich and Mabiala score the goals for Portland. The one goal coming from Mauricio Pereira, Pereira for Orlando City. And their magical run has ended. But this isn't the end. So there's still a chance to get the actual trophy. Now, the MLS's back cup looked kind of weird. It wasn't anything spectacular, but what do you expect? It wasn't supposed to be anything amazing because it's just a regular se- tournament to get everybody's fitness back. It's basically a preseason tournament. It's like the – what's the, the the thing that, like, Liverpool, Manchester United, like Real Madrid, Barca? What is that thing called? The preseason tournament. They come to the United States, go to China, go to Australia. What is this tournament called? I went to it in Chicago. Manchester United played PSG. What was it called? Uh, it's whatever. But yeah, congratulations to Portland on winning it. Congratulations to Orlando City for shocking everybody and making it to the final. <sighs> yeah. But these sports, they came back. Eventually. I don't know. Like, when football comes back, and there's supposed to be the time when football comes, like when it later August, early September, when there's supposed to be a game and there's no games, I'm going to cry. <laughs> I can do with the NFL. I love the NFL. I'm a Buffalo Bills fan. I'll watch Bills football on Sundays and on Saturdays, whenever they air the games on Saturdays. But I need college football. I was really excited for UNI football. I was very excited for Iowa football. And there's no, none of those teams are playing. Now there is William Penn football and NAI football, William Penn they're starting practice up in, I think, two days? Or maybe it's tomorrow. I think I saw the, I might have saw the tweet yesterday. But So today, Wednesday. I think everybody might be starting up for f- football then. 
high school stuff started up as well. So yeah, there there will be football, but just not Iowa or you and I. Iowa State still has a chance to play football this year. But man, I'm scared. I'm very scared. Big Ten just canceled. Will they allow Iowa to join the Big 12? How realistic is that? <sighs> not not really. Not really at all, which is very, very sad. Very sad. We're about a half hour into today's show. Let's get into some of the stuff. So obviously, with soccer coming back, with the MLS coming back, we have the MLS's back tournament. As we said, Portland beat the Dream Team, Orlando City, to the MLS's back tournament final. I don't really know what to call this thing. Is that what you call that? Nothing very spectacular. But with that, with a 2-1 victory for Portland, that means the tournament is now over. Regular season will be starting up very soon. Very excited for that as well. Now let's go over some of my tournament awards. And I've been seeing this on Twitter. MLS tweeted out stuff like vote your picks for player of the tournament, young player of the tournament, gold glove, all that stuff. So I'm predict- I've am made my own predictions. Player of the tournament, the nominees for the player of the tournament, now i got to make sure I get the right thing up, is Nani, Andre Blake, Diego Rossi, and Sebastian Blanco. Now great stuff all around, but this has to go to Nani. For what Orlando City did this tournament and how Nani galvanized the team all the way to the final, when not a lot of people, including myself, at least when the tournament started, when there were six teams in the tournament in that group, had them winning the group. Some even have them making it out of the group. Now, I should have waited till the other teams like Nashville and FC Dallas opted out to make it four teams. That probably made it a lot easier to predict than having six teams in there because that made it a little more interesting. But I have to give it to Nani for what he did for Orlando City. Now, all the other players, very, very uh, deserving, if you want to call that. Diego Rossi was the golden boot winner, had the most goals in the tournament. Andre Blake single-handedly saved Philadelphia Union on numerous occasions throughout the tournament. Sebastian Blanco was the talisman for the team that freaking won the tournament. But for what Nani did and how Orlando City shocked everybody, they got to win the tournament. And why I didn't say Rossi is because I'm giving it to him for the young player of the tournament. Diego Rossi is one of the nominees. you got Jean Moutinho, Brandon Aronson, Akinola for Toronto FC, and Diego Rossi. Leading scorer of the tournament, seven goals. Uh, without Carlos Vea, he really stepped up to where Carlos Vea would usually be and helped LAFC. Like, there was no Carlos Vea there. Or there was Carlos that Well, there wasn't no Carlos Vea. It, didn't, it made the loss of the best player in the MLS a lot less noticeable, if you want to call it that, but he played great this tournament. Young player of the tournament. Aronson played really good. Jao Moutinho played good as well, but I got to give it to Diego Rossi. And the goaltender of the tournament. See, like all of the players of the tournament that we mentioned, all except for Sebastian Blanco will win an award. Like Andre Blake is the Golden Gloves winner for me. Best goaltender in the tournament. Again, saved Philadelphia Union on numerous occasions. One of many people that, I guess you could say he led the tournament in shutouts with two. But he has to win that for what he did for, uh, what do you want to call it? Philadelphia Union. I think Thomas Assal for the Vancouver Whitecaps has to be mentioned up there as well for what he did. The 21-year-old coming in as the third-choice goalkeeper, emergency goalkeeper, putting on just a masterclass against Sporting Kansas City. Had a very good performance the game before as well, but... A Sporting Kansas City team that vastly outmatched the Vancouver Whitecaps. 
he made them look like they were on the same level. Vancouver played off. They played back the entire time. They parked the bus. They had 30-plus shots in the game. And Thomas Assault was awesome. The wall of Assault was what they were calling it. So it's between those two. I mean, I, Turner, Glessie. Glessie for Orlando City. Turner for New England. But it has to go to Andre Blake. I think it's a two-horse race between him and Assault. I'm giving it to Andre Blake. And then the manager of the tournament, Oscar Pereja for Orlando City again. Much like Nani, how they shocked everybody by making it to the MLS's back tournament final. Absolutely ridiculous stuff from Orlando City. So, the, happy about the tournament. The tournament was a great success. Great success. And now we move on to the MLS regular season to go to the actual trophy, MLS Cup. Which will be played in December, which will be very cold, but that only helps Sporting Kansas City out a lot more. I'm excited for the MLS's regular season. I'm very excited to see them play, even though it's going to be no fans. I just want to see Sporting Kansas City play in Children's Mercy Park. Made me feel good instead of watching them play at that Disney Sports, the ESPN Disney Sports Complex, or whatever it's called. But yeah, congratulations to Portland. Congratulations to Orlando City for absolutely shocking everybody. Congrats to my award winners. We'll see the official awards soon, I would imagine. Maybe they've already been announced and I just haven't seen them because the game just ended about 15 minutes ago. Maybe they've already announced them. I just haven't seen them, but those are my predictions for the awards. And before we get into, obviously, tomorrow or today, because it's the 12th, <laughs> uh, is Wednesday. So we are here for Stay Woke Wednesday. But before we get into that, I have some announcements. So, or not really announcements. But yeah, I have one. We have a new zip-up hoodie on the Logan Blackman Show account. Like this little TLBS hoodie, full zip. So I'd recommend go check it out. It's $40. I lowered the price by about... $10 maybe it was only five but I lowered the price a little bit make it a little more affordable for everybody it's a very nice jacket so I'd very much recommend that you can go and get it and give me money <laughs> no I'm I, I really think this stuff's really good these shirts and I'm not just saying this I know if I'm out with friends I'll go like oh my god this is the best shirt I've ever worn ever oh it doesn't shrink in the wash oh, it's not it doesn't uh, attract sunlight make me extremely hot even though it's a black shirt like most normal black shirts I'm not being sarcastic when they say this because though, though it, I mean, obviously it tracks, it's a black shirt. It's going to get hot, but it hasn't shrunk in the wash and they are honestly the most comfortable shirts that I own right now. They're very comfortable. I'm not just saying that they're actually comfortable. So I really much recommend you go and get it. It will not shrink in the wash. I can't speak for the sweatshirts. I would just recommend not drying sweatshirts. I stopped drying sweatshirts years ago. My arms are very long or not very long but they're pretty long i would just uh, i just wouldn't dry a sweatshirt i air dry it hang put on a hanger hang it somewhere unless it's a nike dry fit sweatshirt i would air dry it because those dry fit things those will be fine but i don't have that technology that nike has here at teespring but yeah go check out the the hoodie and now other things that i gotta get to today so it was a very nice day today let's go over a little story time so steven and i go to get lunch at Los Cabos, I almost forgot what the place was called, over on Main Street, delicious stuff, hung out with our two friends that got all their stuff moved into their new apartment, Spencer and Noah, and then Noah, Spencer, and I go to the vinyl store, we get some vinyls, so I've got two fantastic vinyls with me, I got Beastie Boys vinyl, solid gold hits, great stuff, and then the one that I didn't see, Noah pointed this out to me, and I had to get it right after he said that, Tupac, all eyes on me. Fantastic gets. And I was listening to my Kendrick Lamar 
Good Kid, Mad City vinyl earlier today. I'm building a very nice album collection. I got The Chronic by Dr. Dre looking at me right now. I got Kendrick Lamar, Good Kid, Mad City album. Not, I don't have Kendrick Lamar on my bed. I have Good Kid, Mad City album on my bed. I have All Eyes on Me and Solid Gold Hits with me as well. Great gets. And I got my Kendrick Lamar, I don't know what you would call it. Is it a poster? Would you call it a poster? I don't know. My good friend, Andrew Gunnis, Caveman Andy, go check out his stuff as well. Cave.net, creating a vision. Enterprise, I kept calling it entertainment, and he corrected me that it's enterprise. It was, it was just sort of ENT, so I just assumed entertainment. But I got an awesome Kendrick Lamar, art, just artwork. It's beautiful. Over my record player right now with a cave sticker on it. I got a cave sticker on my record player, cave sticker on my laptop. Great stuff. But my, I bought another thing today. And this thing trumps the vinyls. Those are two fantastic vinyls as well. I got a plunger. Not just a plunger. Or not only a plunger. I also got hand towels. And not only hand towels, but air freshener. And not only did I get air freshener, I got Arena Football, the video game. Arguably, by most critics, considered the greatest football game of all time. An absolutely gem of a game. I played this game religiously when I was little. I created all the teams. So I had my dad and I, we had season tickets to the Iowa Barnstormers for about eight, seven or eight years, something like that. So I was really, and I was in the Arena Football League before they came back. I was a big Chicago Rush fan. Chicago Rush was awesome. The Colorado Crush had some good players as well. The New York Dragons, who are, for those of you who didn't know, the Iowa Barnstormers that moved to New York. With Aaron Garcia, one of the greatest, or probably the greatest arena football quarterback of all time, next to like Nick, Nick Davila when he played for the, the Spokane Shock and also the Arizona Rattlers. They were the Las Vegas Gladiators were on this team as well. You had uh, the Dallas Desperados. You had the Georgia Force with Matt Nagy was the starting quarterback for the Georgia Force during this game. I just dropped the disc. I <laughs> dropped the case. But I played, I had a PS2. Now I'm again... Much like I've been playing on uh, when I do NCAA football, I have my friend, my roommate's Xbox with me. And Arena Fall, I had to get it. It was $4 at Video Games, etc. up here in Cedar Falls over by Target. Good Lord, this game is even better than I remembered it. So I would create teams because obviously when the Arena Football League came back, so it's gone under a few times, the AF2 is what came back. So you had the Barnstormers, you had the Green Bay Blizzard, the Oklahoma City Yard Dogs, Spokane Shock. You had a lot of different teams in there. So I created them and put them on my game. Now, I don't know where my PS2 is. It's somewhere at home, and I don't know where my arena football game is. Maybe at GameStop, maybe at home. I don't really know. But I love creating. Then the AFL came back as the AF1. So my favorite team, the Chicago Rush, came back. You had the Arizona Rattlers come back, Spokane Shock. Barnstormers, I think the Oklahoma City Yard Dogs for a year moved up. And that was awesome. I loved it. Barnstormers were good for like one season with Charlie Villanueva as the quarterback. <laughs> or Carlos. No, it was Charlie. Charlie, yeah. But yeah, they Ryan Venna, the plumber. Go look at pictures of Ryan Venna. It's awesome. One of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. He was the main guy in that game. He had like some Brad Banks, J.J. Radarink, other than Kurt Warner, probably. The greatest quarterback in Iowa Barnstormers history, J.J. Radarink. Absolutely loved him. Carson Kaufman came in. 
as our Carson, was it Kaufman? Kansas State quarterback, was it Carson Kaufman though? I think it had to be Carson Kaufman. Yeah, it was Carson Kaufman. And then after Carson Kaufman, I honestly couldn't tell you who the other quarterbacks have been. Because I, I haven't really been back to a bar. I went to the championship game when they beat Sioux Falls in the IFL championship. So I went with my friend Brady, who also had season tickets to the Barnstormers with his dad. And Noah, who I've mentioned quite a bit on the show. He was, in the, he was the one of the ball grabbers in the video. But this game, Arena Football, the video game, is way better than I remembered it. Because the catchphrases are insane. It's rated E10 because they cuss. <laughs> to a certain extent. They don't drive like hard F-bombs or anything. But there's like damn in there. And it is so funny. Because the it's it's so monotone. And some of the things like, what are you doing out there? What are you, you got your head on straight? What are you, what are you doing? Why? Oh, yeah, coach. Let's do it, coach. Just go and play the game. Good God. It is amazing. Greatest game ever. If you have an Xbox 360, because it is backwards compatible, because it's, it's an Xbox game, or you have an Xbox, or you have a PS2, go and buy this game. It was $4 at Video Games Etc. Now, I don't know what the price would be online. Maybe someone skyrocketed the price because it's such an amazing game. But I was laughing the entire time. Because there's always these little, like, after a big play is made, they have this, like, little scene. What would you, like, a jump cut or a cut? What, a jump scene? What do you call those things in other video games that actually have stories? I play FIFA, so I don't, I don't know what you want to call those things. But they have little scenes. So, like, you throw a 20-yard pass. You'll have a receiver walking downfield, like, with his arms out wide, bump a defender, they'll say some, like, random things, and you can't really understand what they're saying. It is so awesome. I can, if I can, I am trying to sell you this game, because this is awesome. If you, if you're not sold already, players get flipped over the walls and land on speakers and stuff and get injured. It is freaking awesome. They'll slam into the boards, actually truck people. My friend Tom and I, one of my longest friends, we would create a fullback on this game with a created team as well. Make him the biggest you could possibly make him. Fat and hype up all his stats. Most unstoppable and most funny thing you'll ever see. This is an old game. So the graphics aren't the greatest thing of all time, which makes it even that much better. Because <laughs> some of the things they do are just not humanly possible. <laughs> it is... It's awesome. And I would recommend also just go and watch some old arena football stuff. Because obviously the arena football league folded again. Now there's the IFL, which is what the Barnstormers and the Green Bay Blizzard are there. The Spokane Shock, I think. Did they, they were the Spokane Express when they first came back. I don't know if they're back to the Shock or not. The Arizona Rattlers are there. Like the San Jose Sabercats were another team that was in. They might be in the IFL now. But... IFL is more of like shotgun stuff. You'll have faster running backs. AFL, you had these basically defensive nose tackles, 400-pound fullbacks that were just used to block. You're the biggest offensive lineman ever. And then the quarterback just needed to be able to throw a ball 50 yards, and they were fine. Actually, less than 50 yards because the field's 50 yards long. It's half the size of a normal football field. I would just recommend going and watching some arena football highlights because they are beautiful just beautiful and I very much go recommend that you play this game or at least watch highlights of this game and see some of the catchphrases that get said in this game because they are awesome that's all I'm gonna say about that but I would recommend it (laughs) very much recommend it I I enjoyed it so much when I was younger I think I enjoyed it even more when I played it earlier tonight (laughs) 
It was awesome. And it was on a whim because I was like, I want this game. Do you think, do I think they have it at video games, etc.? They did. Thank the Lord they did. Because I needed it. I didn't realize how bad I needed it until I had it. And I was like, oh man, I need this so bad. <laughs> I needed this. Man, please go get it. I'd very much recommend that you go and play the greatest game of all time. This is by numerous, numerous, uh, what do you want to call it? The, the critics, if you, you don't even want to call them critics because it's the game just so amazing. You can't even really call it critics, right? Exactly. You gotta just, you gotta, it's just perfect. Everything about this game is just perfect. The catchphrases, the gameplay is just fantastic. And for those of you who don't, whoever, those of you who don't care or who care, Blackhawks Knights, end of the first period. 0-0 zero, zero is the score at the end of the first yeah, let's go Hawks. I need Kevin to wear a Blackhawks jersey on Instagram. He needs it. I didn't really use Instagram at the time, so I was kind of like, fine. But Kevin uses Instagram, or used to use Instagram, a lot. And I think everybody would enjoy it because he made fun of our, our defensive coordinator, is also a Blackhawks fan, made fun of me. And my, my roommate, Brett, brainwashed Zach and Kevin into absolutely despising everything the Blackhawks. So Kevin hated the Blackhawks before he even watched hockey. And same with Zach. Zach's a wild fan, so Brett and I kind of team up on Zach because he's a new hockey fan. Brett's a Blues fan. He's from St. Louis. Kevin's a Knights fan, so we can't... I mean, you can make fun of him, but they're a new team, and you can't really make fun of him. But if he... If Hawks, Blackhawks, please, when I got my Patrick Kane sh- jersey... What do you want to call these things? Jersey? Shirt jerseys? It's an old one. It's an old Reebok one. The logo's pretty much peeled off the front of it. But Blackhawks, please win this series. I need this series to win. I need this. I need Kevin to wear a Patrick Kane jersey and put it on Instagram. I need it. With every fiber of my being, I need this thing to happen. This will be the greatest thing of all time. And those of you listening probably don't realize how much this would mean to me. (laughs) I hope you realize it. But before we end today's show, because we're about 45 minutes in, 50 minutes into the show. I don't really know. Let's get to some things on Stay Woke Wednesday. So, obviously, we didn't do one last week. But I haven't – I've done a pretty bad job at this, if I'm being honest, of taking screenshots from different social media accounts to roast on Stay Woke Wednesday. Because we didn't do – again, didn't do one last week. It was my mom's birthday last week. I, I had a bad time with scheduling things last week. I had a bad time scheduling it yesterday. Got – was was – yeah, jeez. We were at my radio, the, not my, the radio station doing that show. Came back, ate dinner at Oh My Grill. If you ever come up to Cedar Falls, this is another tangent. Not really tangent, just a little ad. Oh my, go get Oh My Grill. Good Lord, it is the best thing you will ever have. I'm from Des Moines, so Bebop's is the move all the time. Oh My Grill is not, I can't, I, it is Bebop's to Cedar Valley area. And if you're from Central Iowa, you know exactly what I mean by it. If it's that good, yeah. I get the the chicken bacon Swiss. It is fantastic. Best chicken sandwich you'll ever have. I don't care if you like Popeye's, Chick-fil-A. If you want to put Cane's chicken on two pieces of bread that you bring with you to Cane's, then go ahead. But this chicken sandwich is the best ever. They got a lot of other great burgers as well. The fries are delicious as well. It is just fantastic. So I went there last night, played tennis to work it off with another friend that we met up with later. So I didn't really get a good time to record a show. And Steven's out of the house tonight, so I was like, ah, let's record a show right now. It's 10.30 right now, or 
or basically 10.30. So let's record a show. We're almost done now. But here's the first one. Top five color rushers of all time. One, Bills. Two, Broncos. Three, Jets. Rams, four. And Seahawks, five. Um, No. <laughs> Simple as that. Bills, I will give you. I'm not going to say it's the best. But I think it's a top five one. Broncos, those are better than what their jerseys are. Their normal jerseys are. That's a lot of orange. Seahawks, no. Get the Seahawks ones as far away from the top five as possible. Neon green, stop being cool like 20 years ago. Actually, we go back to the 80s, 30 years ago. And I don't, 90, 40 years ago? I don't know. But good Lord, neon green's not good. The Brams one's all yellow. No. And the Jets one's, no. The Jets one are gross. Even their black ones, they have their green ones on here. Their black ones are disgusting. I've come around a little bit to their home ones. Their black uniforms are gross. Green and black, I know it It doesn't sound like much. It's not that bad of a color or colors to mix together. But green and black on the Jets uniforms, for whatever reason, looks disgusting. So, no. The LA Chargers ones needs to be up here. The New Orleans Saints ones needs to be up here. The New York Giants ones, even though they're just white uniforms, much like the Saints, are awesome. They're beautiful stuff. So, why don't... I think someone's home. All right. Uh, yeah, I had some people stop by or come inside the house. So I don't really remember where I was when I got... I'm not. I'm in a different flow right now. Somebody did come home, and I... I got still distracted because one people are inside and two, I always feel, I always get weird when I know people can hear me and I don't, they thought I was gaming. I don't get, well, I get, uh, no, I try to tone it down. When I'm gaming. I, just, I really just get mad at myself when I'm gaming, unless I'm playing ultimate team in FIFA. Then I get mad at the internet, of course, cause everybody's fault except for no, mine. Just I just keep going on stay woke Wednesday with our, uh, top five color rushers, so obviously the Chargers, Saints, Giants ones, Packers. Again, the simple ones. The Vikings ones even aren't that bad, even though a lot of purples kind of can be bad at times. But the Rams ones, I'm not a fan of the yellow at all. I don't like the Seahawks neon green. Uh, I don't uh, – the Broncos ones, okay. I don't – I orange is one of my least favorite colors. I do not like a lot of orange. But this is just better than the ones they have right now. So I kind of can get that. The Bills one, but Logan Red is just a what, darker shade of orange. Well, red, white, and blue is cooler than red, navy, blue, and white. I'm sorry. Orange, navy, blue, and white. Even though it's not that bad. They're, they're not that bad. What other color rush uniforms are there? They're not that bad. Dolphins ones are atrocious. Those orange ones they had a few years ago. The Texans ones could be up here as well. I, I like the Texans ones. Or, I decently like the Texans. Cowboys ones ain't that bad. All the bottom ones have to go. Jets, Rams, Seahawks, they have to go. Um, Bleacher Report, back in, when did they replace this? 2016, predicting the top 10 wide receivers in 2020. You had Amari Cooper, Odell Beckham, Sammy Watkins, DeAndre Hopkins, Mike Evans, Kevin White, Devontae Parker, Jarvis Landry, Allen Robinson, and Michael Thomas. Now, they a lot of these guys are top receivers in the NFL. Barring Sammy Watkins and Kevin White, RIP Kevin White, good lord, the dude never got a real chance in the NFL. But everybody else is one of the top receivers in the NFL. Amari Cooper's a really reliable receiver. Okay, 
This is going to sound weird because reliable also means healthy. But when he's healthy, he's one of the most reliable wide receivers in the NFL. Then you got Odell Beckham Jr., one of the most athletic receivers in the NFL, maybe in NFL history. DeAndre Hopkins, top two wide receiver in the NFL. Mike Evans, right up there as well. Not top two, but I'd say about top ten. Devontae Parker's making his way up there. Jarvis Landry, um, yeah. I don't really know where you'd put Jarvis Landry on there. He's a top receiver. Allen Robinson's making very underrated receiver. Michael Thomas is a top three wide receiver. Julio should still be on here. I don't know why he's not. Maybe this is... I don't know. I don't I don't know why Julio's not really on this list. He's one I would have on here. Obviously, a lot of receivers that got drafted after 2016 won't be on this list. But out of the list they have, they really only missed on two of them. Sammy Watkins and Kevin White. Now, obviously, you'd have the likes of Tyreek Hill on there. Chris Godwin would be a top wide receiver in the NFL. Who else would be on this list? I'm just completely blanking right now. Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs could be up there as well as top receivers in the NFL. Keenan Allen's got to be mentioned up there. But, yeah, most of most part, they didn't really get a lot wrong on this list. I'll, I'll give them that. Uh, what else do we got on this list? Oh, my favorite one. This is from 2013, but I brought this up a couple shows ago, but it's still great to bring up. Why EJ Manuel is the best pick in the 2013 draft, and it ends with EJ Manuel is going to go off. Amazing stuff from Bleacher Report. This is from Alex Dunlap. We made fun of Alex Dunlap a while ago, but it's not hard to make. We got to keep doing it. We got to keep going on the Alex the Alex Dunlap hype train here and get him into some big-time reporting. The 2013 NFL draft class has come and gone, and now the quote, draft community will go their separate ways. When we reconvene, we'll all be looking for the same thing. The next EJ Manual. One of the greatest articles I've ever read in my entire life. And then we keep going on Stay Woke Wednesday. We got the 2014 NFL Redraft. This is from Gridiron Gridlock on Instagram. It starts off, now, this is very interesting. It starts off with Khalil Mack going number one. Now, this is interesting. I really like Khalil Mack. I think Khalil Mack is a top player in the NFL. But would I take him over Aaron Donald? Probably not. I'm probably... Man, I don't know about you guys. I don't think I'm going to take Khalil Mack over the best overall player in the NFL. I really don't think I'm going to do that. It's a very weird list. Um, Jimmy G, a quarterback, yeah. Um... This just wasn't a Jimmy G third overall, Mike Evans fourth. Out of the receivers in this class, you got Devontae Adams, Odell Beckham, the Sammy Watkins year as well. Uh, Jarvis Landry, I think it went in the second round of this draft. You have a lot of people you could pick from on that, but I'd say Mike Evans, you could argue him or Devontae is the best overall in this class when it comes to that. But Khalil Mack over Aaron Donald. That's a it's an interesting take. Now I know that some of the most important positions in football are quarterback, offensive tackle, and edge rusher. But when you can get a guy who's the best interior rusher and the entire NFL best run, best overall player in the NFL, you can't pass on him for number one overall for Cleo Mack. And I love Cleo Mack. I'm not, I'm not trying to diss Cleo Mack. But we have to take Aaron Donald first. Jadavian Clowney went first overall in this year's draft. This draft, uh, uh, Cleo Mack went fifth overall. I think Aaron Donald went 13th overall. Blake Bortles obviously went third. Sammy Watkins fourth. Mack fifth. Second overall? Who went second overall for the Rams that year? This is one of those bust tackles, but what was his name? 
I think it was one of those. Like Greg Robinson? Was it Greg Robinson? Look at the twenty. Let's okay. I gotta do some googling here. Twenty fourteen NFL draft. Twenty. We gotta get this up because I gotta figure this out. I think it was Greg Robinson, but I could be wrong on that. If I'm right, I'm gonna give myself the biggest high five. Ooh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Biggest high five. Greg Robinson, second overall. Then he got the likes of Jake Matthews going sixth. I was stuck between him and Greg Robinson in my mind, but Greg Robinson got it right. Uh, then Mike Evans, Justin Gilbert, one of the biggest draft busts of all time next to Greg Robinson as well. Corner for Cleveland. Anthony Barr went to the Vikings, and Eric Ebron went 10th to the Lions. But, yeah, Ryan Shazier, ninth pick. If we know, Knowing what we know now, would we really pick Ryan Shazier ninth overall? Obviously, great linebacker when he's healthy. But the thing is, if we're doing a redraft, we know what's happened now. Maybe things would have been different if he wasn't Minnesota. But I don't know. It's very intriguing. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna even. <laughs> I Diaz the NFL, one a favorite of the show, fan favorite friend of the show, Diaz the NFL Instagram page. Again, we kind of just ruled him out as a legit source for NFL news. I think we all kind of figured that out a while ago. This one though. Top 10 undrafted players of all time. Marquise Colston, number one. Then we've got Shannon Sharp, number two. Uh, Hall of Famer, Shannon Sharp, number two. One of the, uh, what do you want to call these people? These like trailblazers for tight ends in the NFL. Then you got TJ Hushman Zada at number three. Then you got Cortland Finnegan, the cornerback that got beat up by Andre Johnson, former for the Titans. Bo Jackson, number five. Bo Jackson wasn't undrafted. <laughs> Bo Jackson, if you want to be technical with it, was the number one overall pick by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And then, obviously, did not want to play for the Buccaneers. And then. He went to the Raiders in like what, like a seventh round draft pick? What was he in this when he got drafted by the Raiders? Seventh round that day, seventh round of the draft, 183rd pick by the Los Angeles Raiders. So he wasn't even undrafted. So there's that. That's a very interesting top undrafted player, not even undrafted. Uh, Stevie Johnson for the Buffalo Bills, wide receiver. Love Stevie Johnson. Also wasn't undrafted. <laughs> this is a a great list. We got going on here. Then Ryan Fitzpatrick, Harold Carmichael, legendary wide receiver of the Philadelphia Eagles, if you did not know that. Larry Wilson, legendary safety for the Arizona Cardinals. And I think the St. Louis Cardinals. I think he was the St. Louis Cardinals safety. And then Joe Schmidt, linebacker. There's no sign of Kurt Warner on this list. There's no sign of Warren Moon on this list. Sterling Sharp, also not, or not Sterling Sharp, well, uh, Rod Smith. For the Denver Broncos, also not on this list. Now, I need to check this because I think this might be wrong. I might. I don't know if he was undrafted or not. I'm kind of conflicting. Was he undrafted? This needs to be checked. No. Yeah. Shannon Sharp wasn't even undrafted. That's why I was, <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. I don't think Shannon Sharp went undrafted. So, out of the out of what I know off the top of my head, Shannon Sharp wasn't undrafted. Bo Jackson wasn't undrafted. Stevie Johnson wasn't undrafted. I did. I was like, wait a minute. Shannon Sharp, I feel like, was drafted. Seventh round, but still drafted nonetheless. So that kind of, usually, when you're drafted, 
This excludes you from any list of top undrafted players of all time. That usually, the drafted part, like when you go on Wikipedia, you'll see NFL draft. They'll say a year, so like 1990 for Shannon Sharp. Sometimes they'll say undrafted or go like round seven, pick 192 or something like that, which was Shannon Sharp. That's how I'm looking at his page right now. So that should kind of exclude you from these kind of lists. So we've already marked him off as a not legit source anymore. Not like one of those fan pages that actually wants to make it somewhere in the world regarding NFL news. This guy's a troll. I think we've all figured that out by this point. This list, uh, I don't get as ups- or not ups- I don't want to call it upset, but yeah. Just, we- I don't get as weird, like as questionable like, get confused on why he thought this. Because it's just a troll page. I've realized that now. And I've come to the realization of that. And I've I've accepted it at this point. So, that being said, I'm going to close it out here. I will see you guys tomorrow. Peace.